Dear listener, <laughs> we not only just spent a half an hour trying to get our FaceTime to work, we started recording again just now, and my recording crapped out about two minutes in. Two minutes in. <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing great. It's a Sunday. We're having a great day. Yeah. So, dear listener, uh, this is the Luck We Had Pod, a shameless recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Amanda. I'm your other host, Evan. And today we are missing our third host, the lovely Lena. Yes, because life happens. And life happens. There's three of us for a reason. <laughs> yes. And there's been a few episodes of Evan and Lena taking the lead. And now we're taking it back to the OG days. The OGs, look at us. Me and you. A tackle in season four, episode 12. Because we're, we're coming up on two years. Like, I think this month of the podcast, right? Sure are. Holy fuck, because we started it in March of, like, the very beginning of the pandemic. We did. We started it when I lived in my old house, uh, which was oh, which was be- the beginning of March of 2020. Holy shit, dude. Two years we've been doing this. It's now April of 2022, and we are at the end of season four. <laughs> okay, but we have, we've done five seasons, though. We've done five seasons. Five seasons in two years is admirable. I think that's good, especially for people who don't have a production set. We don't have, like, a crew. It's just, like, three losers <laughs> having a fun time. Straight up, I'm going <laughs> to take losers. a picture of the setup today. The setup today is something else. Um. Oh, for the <laughs> listeners, obviously you can't see. So because of Amanda's computer crapping out on us, she's recording. We're FaceTiming over her computer. She's using her n- desktop for her notes and our uh, for her audio. And then you're what else are you using? <laughs> and now, well, the way that my microphone is now, I sitting on my chair is not going to work out. So I'm going to be doing so most lower. of this from the floor. <laughs> Get like a beanbag or something. <laughs> I have my little thing that I put my feet on, so I'm oh gonna sit on that. Um, that. <laughs> and we apologize that it's taken so long to get this episode out, but here's the thing: we are we have jobs and and class and shit happens, yeah. and all of our brains don't work all at the same time because all we time. all have a touch of the depression and it hits <laughs> us all at different times. Exactly, especially in this fucking winter months, dude. I'm ready for it to be warm. I know I'm so tired of fake spring. Let's been, get it. Has, it's been doing that weird like snow, seventy degrees, then rain, then hail for you guys too. Sure has. Okay, dude. Sure has. Like, last week was insane. It was like bright as day outside, and it was hailing. And I was like, okay. I was hoping today would be nice enough out to change my oil, and it is raining. Uh, so it's not raining by me, but it's like it's pretty chilly out today. Although, also, fun fact, listener, I went to Pet Boys or AutoZone the other day with what I thought was all the information I needed to buy the oil for my car. I walked in, looked at that back wall. It was like it was written in Greek. I had no (laughs) fucking idea what I was looking at. And I went up to the girl at the counter for help. And she's like, she just looked at my car and I'm pretty sure she looked up the wrong model. And so I asked my dad, I was like, hey, dad, can you come back with me? I need a fucking translator. Mm. So he went with me to buy my oil today. And when it's Stops being gross outside. We're going to try to change the oil in my car. Hell yeah. Ask me anything about a car. I know nothing. <laughs> but until then, we're going to... I'm literally just going to be crouching on the floor this entire time. <laughs> we're going to record a fucking podcast. Let's get this Let's shit going. So this is the Luck We Had Pod, a shameless recap podcast. And we are your hosts, Evan and Amanda. Lena, 
we we miss you, we miss you and we, we will you. see you again for season five. Oh, uh, just a little uh just for Alina bit because she's not here for us. Um for the listeners, guess what? I started succession because Lena wouldn't shut up about it. Um I'm currently on the beginning of season three and it's a really, really good show. So I would like to say Lena for not shutting up about it, as well as Sebastian because he also started it, so that made me want to start it too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the little gay businessman. I have been... I love Greg and Tom. (laughs) I love them. I've been all consumed by the little gay pirates. The little gay pirates mean the world to me. And all of a sudden, my black sales content on TikTok is getting views. I'm like, "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. You had gay pirates over there? Come join sad gay pirates over here. (laughs) Join me. Uh, But but this... I'm also still watching... um, the West Wing, and every time John Wells's name comes up, I'm like, I hate Ooh. you. I hate you. <laughs> but we are going to spend the next couple hours talking about a fucking John Wells show. Sure of course, are. Of course. We, because this is season four, episode 12, Lazarus. It is the season four finale. It is the beginning of the end <laughs> yeah. for this show. Uh, we got through Emily. We're still we're still recovering mm-hmm. from from the from what was Emily and to, like this this really feels like the epilogue at the end of a book. Like oh, that's yeah. what this episode felt like. Because I think we talked about this in like the last episode. We were like the last episode felt like the finale, and then this episode is just like cleaning up all the messes from the last episode. Yeah. Also, I love so uh, the air date of this episode is April 6, 2014. We are three days off from being eight years from the day this episode aired. No fucking way. Are yep. we really? Because it's April 3rd, uh, 2022, and this was April 6, 2014. Oh my God. That's insane. Eight years, right? I did my math correctly, right? 2022, 2014. Eight years. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. That math tracks. Um, I am just progressively trying to get this microphone to make sense. I hope that this recording sounds all right and we're going to deal with it. Okay. (laughs) So this, I'm now fully on the floor. floor. Uh, (laughs) So season four, episode 12, Lazarus, April 6th, 2014. Written by John Wells and Lisa Morales. Of the shameless uh, writers. The notes that I made about the written by is written by John Wells. John, fuck, fuck this, this man. man. <laughs> I opened up the notes this morning and I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> and Lisa Morales, this is her seventh of 11 writing credits on the series. Seven as a staff writer and four as a story editor. Uh, she did 403, like father, like daughter. 405, there's the rub. 406, Iron City. 407, Jailbird, Invalid, Martyr, etc. 408, Hope Springs Paternal, 411, Emily, and this one. And she was a story editor on 508, Uncle Carl, 509, Carl's for Sentencing, 510, Southside Rules, and 511, Drugs Actually. It's almost like when you have one person story editing the entire season, the season makes sense. It flows and you understand what's going on. And then you also feel like, huh, I know so much about this character all of a sudden. Why didn't they do this previous years? Because, like, yeah. what we talked, like, like Carl is her boy, right? Is what we yeah. talked about, yeah. 
Carl is totally her boy and she gives him more respect than any other writer has ever given him. And it made him an interesting character. Yeah, like obviously later seasons as he gets older, like he gets more of an arc. But like this gave a child a, a story and like a plot line. And I was like, they totally just like flung them around for like the first three seasons. And it was so nice to see the younger kids actually get like screen time and like visibility. Yeah. And I forgot to write the notes on Mark Myloid, but this episode was directed by Mark Myloid. He's our boy. He's been here before. He's in every episode we talked about in season four. We know Mark. (laughs) He's been around. We're aware of him. Hold on. Should I just hold it? I think I should just... Hold on. (laughs) We're doing... (laughs) The microphone is now in her uh, drawer with all of her highlighters and pencils. (laughs) just need to get it closer to my face okay it's in my desk drawer now okay good uh, this is not hold on i'm taking a selfie of this. <laughs> this episode was deemed to be chaotic yes at me don't edit this part out <laughs> don't edit this part this is um organizing asmr yes i'm just gonna hold on oh that sounds so much better this is this is the look you're going to get a selfie on the Instagram. <laughs> okay. All right. The synopsis. Sheila fights for custody of the Native American kids and clashes with Sammy. Fiona gets sprung from jail and lands a job with the help of her parole officer. And Frank begins to feel like his old troubled self. The previously on was done by V, holding the babies while cleaning the bar. Ah, oh, those twin little babies. Previously on Shameless, Mickey came out. And Terry, Terry beat the shit out of him (laughs) and Ian. Ian is completely losing his shit and has been for a while. Lip's new girlfriend, Amanda, is so organized. Carl is dating Bonnie, his partner in crime. Maddie asked Debbie to her school dance to make up for the shit his ex pulled. Sheila, (laughs) Sheila's trying to adopt her ex's kids. She married Frank on his deathbed without him knowing. Frank woke up not knowing who anyone was because of his post-op delirium. Fiona's PO is Regina King. (laughs) And Fiona violated parole and got sent to big girl prison. And then title sequence. We open on the icy waters of, I looked this up, it's definitely Lake Michigan. I've been in Lake Michigan. Have you? Yeah, I went to Michigan in like 2019 or whatever. And like, I didn't go swimming, but I walked in it and I was like, Canada. I was on, the, I was on like the other side of Lake Michigan, but so like the tide that like closer to like the northern area. Anyways, like oh. me. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, because I, I actually I literally had to ask my mom. I turned around and was like, "Is that like Michigan?" And we had to look I it think, up. Because <laughs> Chicago and Michigan are like so fucking close to each other, so like you can see like it's like in both parts. Yeah. Uh, the very first thing Frank does upon waking up from his post-op delirium is try to increase his morphine drip. Does he just, like, the squeezing the bag do that? I mean, I guess it can, like, sort of speed it up, but not in the long term. Sammy then wakes up and asks if Frank is in pain, and Sammy realizes, oh, Frank knows who I am. His delirium has passed. He is aware of who people are now. And then he finds out that he and Sheila are married. <laughs> And the nurse comes in. She's like, are you in pain? He's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm in so much pain. Oh, oh, that hurts so bad. And the doctor's like, well, pain's a good thing. Yeah. It's like, I should get some oxy, I think. And they're like, how about Tylenol? Uh, (laughs) In, oh, Sheila. 
Sheila leaves the room to go get the kids because Sheila was also sleeping like right over on the bed. And she's like, I'm going to go get the kids. And Frank's like, the kids? And Sammy's like, yeah, you have five new Native American stepchildren. (laughs) And in the Gallagher house, Amanda is still there. She stayed the night. She's asleep in Lip's bed. And he gets woken up by a ringing phone. And he puts on his coat because it's freezing in the house. Like, he'll be literally in his boxers and just put a jacket on. Like, put some pants on. (laughs) I know it's cold. And he's like, why the fuck is it so cold in here? And Debbie's like, we were late on our payment to the gas company. And so Lip asked Debbie to make a list of everything that they're late on. And he's going to use the money from the 10 10 grand, 15 grand. Uh, 10 grand, I think. The 10 grand that Amanda's parents gave him. And she's like, Amanda's staying? He's like, you don't like her? She's like, I like her as long as she's helping pay bills. <laughs> so true, Debbie. Oh. And then Lip wakes up Carl for school, for school, but finds Chucky in Ian's bed and Bonnie with Carl in Carl's bed. Bonnie's so cute. I love her. Uh, Lena contributed to some notes on this and she said, this episode is so plot driven and serious and therefore less memeable. So hashtag sorry for my lack of notes. <laughs> It is much less memeable. It's why we talk about this episode less. Like, yeah, it's it's just entirely plot driven. It's it's the fade out at the end of the yeah, season. They're just like it's the calm after the storm. <laughs> Even though I know it's the calm before the storm. No, it's the calm after all the fuck shit from the last episode. Yeah, the fuck shit. I love it. <laughs> um, Lip objects. He's like, I don't really like Bonnie sleeping in your bed with you, Carl. And Carl's like, oh, Bonnie doesn't want to have sex. Don't worry about it. Then he says something about her mom's old boyfriend and a biker gang. John Wells, I hate you. And then Lena's comment, it goes, that's so sad. I wish they kept her around longer, but I understand kind of why they did it. Yeah, like, it's understandable because she was there just to kind of, like, further Carl in a way to give him, like, a sense of being a human being. But, like, I feel like there's not much they could have done with her besides what they already did, that she's a kid in a van with a bunch of siblings see i disagree i think they barely tapped into what they could have had and it's just that john wells doesn't know how to write interesting women and he already had too many women on his show yeah and like it seemed like her plot was to be carl's girlfriend not anything more than carl's little like and they made her to be like with the bonnie and clyde type of yeah she could have been she could have been a lot of like she could have been his mickey like she could have been a lot of a relationship with him but understandable because they are were like babies. They're like twelve years old. So yeah, I wasted potential. Shaking my head, John Wells. <laughs> um, and so downstairs, the rest of Bonnie's family is asleep while Debbie makes coffee and shows Lip all the outstanding bills. And so Lip gives Debbie some money to take a check to the to go to the check cashing place. And he's like, you know how to be careful carrying around this amount of money. She's like, yeah, I carry pepper spray in a shiv. I know what I'm doing. And then Lip tells Carl. Okay, listen, here's the thing. It's fine that they stayed the night. The The kids have to go now. We're not an orphanage. They can't keep staying here. And Debbie and Carl ask, when are we going to go visit Fiona? And Lip's like, I don't know. It's really far away and I'm really busy. But they kind of stare him down. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know how long Fiona, we don't know the time between Emily and this. Yeah, I don't know how much they, time has passed. It seems like it should be, like, no later than a week, but we obviously don't know details. Yeah, I'd say a, I'd say a week. Like, a week a week sounds like a good amount of time. 
Because like, I... I feel like more than two weeks would be like, why the fuck haven't you visited her yet? And a couple days would be like, obviously, we're still going through shit and we can't go right away. So a week sounds like a comfortable amount of time. Yeah, it can't be too long because when we finally do get to Ian and Mickey, Mickey still has like bruises on his face. But like then in that whole scene, we'll get to it. But in that whole scene, it makes it feel like everything that happened in Emily happened last night. So like, I don't, maybe it was a day or two, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. They, no concept of time at all. Uh, meanwhile, Fiona is waking up in prison and a girl a few bunks away is like sticking out her tongue and flirting with her. But like in a not like fun, cute, flirty way, like a very like advancing being very overly like grotesque, like I'm going movements. to claim you as my property way. Yeah. Like yeah. if you any like regardless of like how just like they show the culture of just like prisons and stuff like that. Just think about that, but like bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Lena says, uh, listen, absolutely awful, yet by Fiona, my ride or die, she should have dated Nessa. Uh, Fair. Don't even give me start about Nessa. Queer I'm actually Fiona. watching season eight right now just because I've been bored. <laughs> Having no queer Fiona, what wasted potential? They have a bunk inspection and the girl leaves Fiona a pill and Fiona like looks at it but doesn't take it. But we don't, like, see that. We see Fiona, like, looking at it, and then we cut away. Back at the Gallagher house, every one of Bonnie's siblings is trying to cram into Amanda's car. There's, like, nine or ten of them. Yeah, and she's like... got a little coop. And then Carl, I think Lip, he's like, we're not going to fit all of them. And Carl's, and then as, like, he's saying that, like, Bonnie's opening up the trunk and, like, loading in all her little siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Plus a Chucky. And while he's being distracted by the children climbing into the trunk, Amanda asks if he owns a suit and tells him he needs one to take her to the pinning ceremony for her sorority. I hate sororities. Yeah, no, me too. I obviously never went to college, so I wasn't in a sorority, obviously, but I had a couple friends who ended up joining them like when they went to college, and I was like, what are you guys doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and Amanda doesn't seem concerned at all with the 12 children piling into her five-person car. That's the uh, one thing I'll give Amanda is that, like, even though she comes, she's such a prissy bitch, like, I love how lenient she was with, like, all of the chaoticness of when she, like, moved into the household. Oh, yeah, she just rolls with it. She's she's here for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Lena's comment, she's so real. She's so real. Deep breath. We go over to the Milkovich house where Mickey is waking up wrapped in Ian's arms. And yes, I have taken that moment of him lifting up Ian's arm and reversed it in in a music video before set to yes. twin size mattress sure oh, have my, you're joking <laughs> no. oh my twin size mattress edit is my pride and joy okay i need you to send that to me we'll do we'll thank do you, thank you <laughs> uh, mickey is waking up wrapped in ian's arms he takes a second to realize the soft embrace he's in and he carefully moves ian's arm and sits up and takes a swig of last night's beer that's Ew, sitting on warm yeah. beer that's been sitting on your dresser all night Ew, ew. That's the one thing I've noticed with like alcoholics in television is that they will drink no matter the lukewarmness or how long it's been sitting out. Like, especially with Dean. Like, when Dean would wake up and just like drink a random beer, I'm like, ew, that's really warm. Ew, ew, ew. (laughs) Well, in Mickey's defense, it's not beer, but I woke up this morning and had a half finished ginger ale sitting on my headboard and I did drink it. Okay, sometimes that parched, like, half-flat soda in the morning do be hitting the spot. (laughs) (laughs) So he just did that with beer. Um. Yeast, warm yeast in the morning. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Ew. 
<laughs> After he does that objectively gross thing, he turns around and looks at the peacefully sleeping Ian and, like, just gently touches his face. He pushes the hair off his forehead. It's so good. <laughs> so sweet. Like, this should have been the start of a happy day. They were free. Terry was locked up. This should have been, like, a celebration day. And Mickey reaches over to his pack of cigarettes, finds it empty, and so he pulls on some jeans, no underwear, just jeans, um, and goes out into the living room, leaving Ian asleep in the bed. Side note, they were sharing one pillow. That's how wrapped up and, cu- and cuddled they were. And Lena said, uh, not to mention how bruised they both were, and they still wanted to be cuddled up with each other. Fucking, I love them so much. They're so in love. I love them. Out in the living room, Svetlana is sitting on the couch and her hair is red and Mickey's like, the fuck did you do to your hair? And she gets up and turns around and she's wearing a strap on and nothing Uh, else. (laughs) The seat is so funny. He's like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, you wear pink sweaters and stink of man perfume now? (laughs) Like she wants this to, like Lena made this note, she wants this to work so bad. She dyed her hair red. Like her entire life in America depends on this. I know. She's whips off her robe. She's fully naked with a strap on. And she's like, you like the penis, yes? And he's and a no- Mickey's like, he's like gross. He's like, oh, the fuck? He's like, no, not when there's tits directly above it. <laughs> you want it in your poop place? <laughs> he's like, no, I want, would you put it away? Put it away. Put that fucking thing away, please. She's so funny because she's just standing there smoking a cigarette with her hands on her hips. Yeah. <laughs> And then she slowly, she's like, okay. And she takes it off and slams it down on the table. It's enormous, by the way. Slams it down on the table. And she asks, do you love him? And Mickey's like, maybe. I don't know. He doesn't say no, but he's like, I don't don't know. Shut the fuck up. I don't know. (laughs) And she says, because he has real penis? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, Mickey is still wrapping his head around this girly girl. <laughs> she has just, like, bamboozled him so badly right now. Like, he does not know what's going on. He's like, I'm not putting words to this. I didn't put words to this in my head. I just let things happen, and then and then I don't process it. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then Svetlana, oh, I love this monologue. I think about this scene all the time. She says she hates the penis. It's an ugly fucking skin stick. Always trying to get in where it doesn't belong. And she says, you like boys? Maybe I like girls. This is a cisgendered man writing this speech. Keep in mind. No penis staring at you waiting to explode like sticky volcano. America is land of choices, yes? Freedom to be me. Freedom to be you. McDonald's, Burger King on the same block. You choose. (laughs) One, both. Shit, maybe we go to Wendy's instead. I love that line. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great line. He's like, you're a lesbian? She says, maybe yes, maybe no. Choice. And then Mandy walks by in like just a t-shirt and her underwear and Svetlana like bites her lip and checks her out. And then Mickey's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A note from Lena, listen, Mandy looks amazing and Svetlana is so real. Like, yeah, you're right. And like Mickey's eyes are blowing out of his skull. And Svet says one of the girls from the rub and tug, Nika, wants to take care of her. And he's like, the one with the lazy eye? She's like, she plays trumpet. Strong tongue. Yes. Uh, thank you, Svetlana. And then she's like, it's like, okay, this thing between you and I is settled now. I'm not going to push. I understand what we, you and I are now. But then she goes and picks up the baby. And she's like, he has no vote. No America. We both must take care of him. 
No more bullshit about baby. Otherwise, I wait till you and Orange Boy sleep, and I stab you in the heart with screwdriver, and I watch you bleed until you die. Girl boss. Honestly, she she should have said it, and she did. (laughs) And he, like, holds the baby, and it's like he finally, he passes some kind of mental block. This is the first time, this is, like, the first time he's, like, holding Yevgeny, like, in like a respectful manner because he had to hold him like when he didn't want him and now he's like damn this is my kid because like he actually like looks at him for once and he's like damn i got a baby i got responsibilities i have a whole ass person in my hands Mm -hmm. like and she she tells him nika's moving in and like this i love mickey and svetlana's dynamic so much because scenes like this Seems like this, it's like it's like when you're watching Game of Thrones. It is this battle of wits between the two. It's negotiating and settling mm-hmm. differences, but in like the South Side fucked up way. Mm-hmm. And like I I just think about this scene all the time. Like they're not at war anymore. They're not like battling each other. They've they've reached a level playing field and they're mm-hmm. gonna go from here. Because, like, Svetlana only saw him as, like, daddy's bitch for, like, the entire time. So she used that to his her advantage. And then, obviously, the whole fiasco from, like, the previous night. She's like, okay, all right, we're on even playing fields now. I see you. I see the real you. Yeah. And a note from Lena. It makes sense. And it's right in Lena's opinion. Uh, we all have opinions on Mickey's duty to care for Yevgeny, but at the end of the day, Svetlana is right that the baby didn't choose this, and if he can have a family, he deserves one, and if that family includes two dads and two moms, and that's then that's what she wants for him, and we support that. Plus, Mickey is a huge softy, and despite the trauma, Lena has a headcanon that post-series he eventually reaches out to Svetlana mm-hmm. and Yiv, if not just to, like, satiate Ian's want of children. Huh. I've never even thought of that. I agree. I think eventually he does reach back out. Uh, Back at the hospital, Sheila is taking a quote-unquote family picture with Frank and all of the children to show (laughs) to the tribunal council. Like, Sheila is the comic relief in this episode. She truly is. No, she really is. The little kids are too. And, like, the kids are adorable. And the sweet little girl that we like comments on the fact that Frank is not dead yet and Chucky won't stop asking about Frank's diaper. (laughs) He's like, did you take a poop in your diaper? (laughs) (laughs) And then I think, like, they're, like, having a conversation, and then you just hear, like, Chucky in the background, they're like, I think he did. (laughs) (laughs) The nurse comes in and takes Frank out for a walk, and he complains again about not getting more pain meds. And when he leaves the room, Sheila and Sammy start arguing because deep down, those bitches hate each other, and they always have. And uh, Sheila kicks it all off by telling Sammy she has to take Chucky and get the fuck out of Sheila's house. (laughs) but she's like but i forgive you for selling my furniture in prison fiona is on laundry duty and she is getting pummeled by the big ass laundry bags for uh for laundry duty oh the scene is like such like bad secondhand embarrassment (laughs) yeah it like opens like on on her like how like extreme of like a like job that was because like their things are like on chains like being like hoisted it's like a factory i was not expecting that it's insane and like when like think of probably about like a hundred pounds of clothes falling on you like that's not dirty sheets a hundred pounds of dirty sheets ick and then she gets pulled off duty by a seat by a corrections officer who doesn't even say anything she's like you come with me this scene is also so nerve-wracking like they don't say a single word and then of course like fiona just starts to like spiral She's like, I didn't take anything. What are you talking about? She tried yeah. to give me a pill. I didn't do nothing. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> yeah, she's freaking out. 
And we cut to an interrogation room, holding rooms. It, it's situation. just like a room where you hold someone when you need the, yeah, I don't know, yeah. question room. And they put a little cup in front of her. She has to submit to a piss test now. She she goes and they watch her pee. And then she's sitting with a cup of pee. And in comes Regina King. Return, the return of Regina King. And she asks, you staying out of trouble? Are you going to your meetings? And Fiona's like, yes and yes. She's like, anything I'm not going to like in that in that cup of piss? And Fiona's like, I'm clean. And Regina's like, all right, we'll see. And we just like leave Fiona hanging and cut back to the the Milkovich house. She's handcuffed to the table, isn't she? Well, yeah, she's in prison. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then back to the Milkovich house. (sighs) Mickey brushes his teeth in the bathroom that is somehow no longer attached to his room. I don't know. The Milkovich house, they they did some new um, remodeling. <laughs> yeah, some renovations. They changed the, the basic structure and layout of the home. Uh, <laughs> For viewers who don't remember, in season one, Mickey's uh, bathroom is, there's a bed bathroom in Mickey's bedroom, and Mickey's bedroom used to be on the right-hand side. Now Mickey's bedroom is on the left-hand side, and there's a bathroom in the hallway. <laughs> it's so weird. And so he tries to wake Ian up because it's past noon and Ian's still in bed. And this is when we start getting all of the, like, nicknames. Rise and fucking shine, Cinderella. And he invites Ian out for a hot dog because Mandy's <laughs> going to babysit. He just wanted to take Ian on a cute little lunch date. Oh, to go out after their fucking horrible night. He just wanted to take his boyfriend out for lunch. He says, come on, sleepy face. And Ian says something. He's, He's like, like, what's no. that, Mumbles? Ah. <laughs> mumbles he's so like cute and jokey and he looks lighter he looks like a weight has been lifted off of his body and Mm -hmm. he's just ready to go out on the town and he just wants to have a cute little afternoon but ian is down for the count like the the manic the manic swing that we were seeing ian in 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 emily has fully crashed We we hit the crash zone yeah depression has ian and her cold iron grip she he's not going anywhere he tells Mickey to leave him alone, and Mandy's like, is he okay? Mickey's like, I don't fucking know. Maybe he feels sick. I don't know. And back at the bar, the guys are kiv- giving Kev shit for hanging the umbilical cord for the twins around his neck. <laughs> but he's a proud dad, and it's gross, but he's sweet. No, it's so gross, but it's sweet. <laughs> They're like, doesn't it smell? He's like, yeah. Yeah, it smells a little bit. <laughs> I was just thinking about when they got pregnant, and he was like, I will be stirring every cocktail with this pregnancy test for the rest of the night. (laughs) He's just such a proud dad. It's cute. And Mickey walks in. Kev pours him a beer. And Mickey, like, he's got that nervous face on. He's, like, hunched over. He's looking side to side the entire time. He sits down. He's looking at everyone, making sure they're not looking at him. And he's all nonchalant. And he's like, how's business upstairs, Kev? And Kev's like, you know, it's, it's slow. It's cold. So... And then there's a moment, and then Tommy goes, how's business downstairs, Mick? And Mickey (laughs) looks at him, he goes, he's got murder eyes on. He's like, was that a fucking gay joke? Was it funny? Tommy's, like, staring straight. Like, he's, like, staring straight. Like, no, it wasn't funny. Well, then it wasn't a gay joke. (laughs) I love Lena's comment. She goes, it was funny. It was funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. (laughs) And so Mickey gets up and screams to everyone in the bar, if anyone's got something to say, fucking say it. And it's dead quiet. And Mickey is like ready for a fight, but also terrified. And then from behind him, Kev goes like, were you surprised? Because I wasn't surprised. I mean, Rock Hudson, that was a bit of a shock. Ellen, 
that kid from Doogie Howser, MD, which is Neil Patrick Harris for anybody that doesn't know. Love you, Neil. And V says she totally called Ellen. And Tommy's like, Rosie O'Donnell, that got me. She looks just like my sister. Mm-hmm. Isn't your sister gay? Wasn't before Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like having the normal bar guy conversation that they always have. Kermit's like, Elton John, Candle in the Wind. That surprised me. And they're like, Greg Luganus, the Olympic diver who busted his head open on the Olympic diving board. And Kev brings it up. He's like, kept going. Tough fucker. (laughs) And then like the NBA player last year, Jason Collins. I guess that was in 2013. And they said, what about that kid that just came out in college football? Michael Sam, which was a topical reference at the time, Lena notes. And now she also made the note Colton from The Bachelor circa 2020, but... Oh, yeah. Everyone called that. I'm sorry. Everyone also called fuck that. that man. Isn't that who, man just, like, a bad person? Who was the one who, like... Was it Jonathan Van Ness that was like, oh, you're gay? You're gay? Right? You're gay? Or who was it that said that to Colton? I don't... It was some comedian that was like, oh, gay. <laughs> oh, no, I think it was Billy Eichner. No, it, it was, was Billy, Billy Eichner. Eichner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Eichner was like... You could be the first gay bachelor. <laughs> and then everyone was like. <laughs> <laughs> the prophet Billy Eichner. But like the entire time these guys are making this list, Mickey is just kind of standing He's so, there. like small. He's like hunched over. He does not understand what's going on. And the, the guys are just like having a conversation about gay people. And they're just fine with him talking, doing their normal like stupid conversation they have in the bar and it like settles over him that like he's safe here but he's never felt that feeling before Mm -hmm. and it's like written all over his face and eventually kev finally puts him out of his misery it's like mickey have a seat man no one gives a shit who you bang Mm. Uh, and kev raises a toast to him and he goes to butt buddies long may they slam and slap uh i love you kevin (laughs) what an ally (laughs) and mickey is just like uh all right you you just see him hanging there with the shot in his hand like he just doesn't know how to process everything that just happened to him little bit of good news in his day hold on to that mick because we cut over to lip in a fancy store with amanda trying on an expensive suit he sees the price of the suit and says he feels like pretty woman honestly yeah (laughs) (laughs) And Amanda's like, yeah, you're my boy toy. Um, And I want all the other girls in the sorority suicidal with envy. <laughs> so Lena goes, they will be that that. Lip is so fine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Lip is so hey. Hey. <laughs> Back in prison. <laughs> Wild <laughs> left prison. turn. <laughs> Back in prison. Fiona is still in that room and is still like her leg is shaking. She's so nervous. And she gets let out by the CO. And Fiona, Fiona passes that woman from the bunks that gave her the pill. I was like, I didn't take it. And like the silence from everyone is fucking killing her. She's like, if I tested positive, then there's something wrong with the test or something. Somebody drugged something because I didn't take shit. I'm fucking clean. Like she's, she's freaking out. Tweaking out. Like she is on edge. Because nobody is telling her anything. But then suddenly she's being led into the bunk room and being told, get your stuff. You're getting out. So like. In Emily, she arrived in the prison. And then here she's gone. How Two days? How long was that? How yeah. fucking long was that? Like three days maybe? I don't know, dude. Like she was barely there because if she'd just taken the pill, it would have had to been less than a day, right? What's 20% of 90? Let's see. 
I don't know how that works. Um, never mind. Never mind. Wait. <laughs> hold on. Wait. What did what Matthew trying to do? Ninety over one and twenty over a hundred. So hold on. <laughs> ninety times one hundred equals divided by twenty equals. Nope, that still doesn't work. That's four hundred and fifty. I was just trying to see if she served twenty percent of her sentence, and I can't figure that out. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. She walks out of the prison in the clothes that she went in with, and Regina is waiting out in in front in her car to give Fiona a ride home. And she's like, "We'll even stop and get something to eat." It's a three-hour drive. Remember. Oh yeah. And uh, anyway, onto a scene that I never ever needed to see in my entire life, which is Frank getting a catheter removed. They always show us the things we don't need to see. Ever? What? Like ever. that was? Well, I hated that so much. And then we see Frank's scars, which are fucked up. Boy, literally looks like the game Operation. Like, scars and slashes all over himself. And the doctor starts taking out the staples and give Frank's, gives Frank a list of side effects of all his anti-rejection meds. Oh, it's and also, a... let it be known, we're watching them remove the staples, too. So that's also gruesome and grotesque. Yeah, yanking. Just yanking the staples out of him. And he's like, well, what, what can I take for the pain? And the doctor's like, fucking Tylenol. That's what you can take for the pain. And he's like, all right, when can I drink again? And the doctor's like, Never! You have a new liver. You can't drink ever. And then Sam, he leaves the room and Sammy's like, he didn't say anything about pot. <laughs> God, Sammy. I hate her, but she's sometimes funny. <laughs> Back to the Gallagher house. Bonnie's siblings are all watching Final Destination 5. Yes, I do know for a fact that it's Final Destination 5. And I believe it's a joke on Noel who was in Final Destination 2. Uh, I was about to say, I was like, I don't, he's not in that one, is he? The scene that they're watching from Final Destination 5, it's the scene of a guy in a, um, he went to get a massage. Oh, is it the, the, no, it's the acupuncture one? It's the acupuncture one, yeah. It's the, it's the part where he's on the ground and the thing falls on his head. That's the the scene that they have. He like rolls off, he has acupuncture needles in his back. He rolls off the table, lands on all the needles, and then something shifts that there's like a Buddha on it, like a a Buddha statue on a shelf, and like something happens and his head gets smashed. (laughs) Yeah, it's that moment in the clip. I was like, oh, that was Final Destination 5. (laughs) It would have been really funny if they just showed Noel getting exploded by a grill. I'm yeah. sorry, in every single Final Destination movie I have seen or heard about, I've been so tra- traumatized by them, but Knowles is the funniest death imaginable. Is so funny. Like, out of all of them, like, the, the roller coaster makes me want to cry. The log in the car makes me want to cry. Like, the acupuncture makes me want to cry. Noel getting exploded by a grill. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. And it's in, like, the epilogue of the movie. It's like, he explodes, cut to credits. Yeah, like, they're all, like, having some dinner and he's like let me go get the hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) oh god noel so yeah now i believe that debbie has made a joke about twilight because noel and they put on final destination because noel Mm -hmm. there's a knock at the door it's maddie coming to the door with pizza (laughs) lena because of course he is because there's no other fucking pizza delivery men in the entire state of chicago one cop one pizza delivery guy. That's it. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie answers the door and says she needs him to give her a ride to the check cashing place. And Honestly, he's like, free Uber. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, I'm working and you're acting weird right now. 
And yeah, dude, probably because you should not be hanging out with a 13-year-old, you grown fucking man. And Lena made the note. No, that was funny of her, actually. She was like, who do I know with a car? And then she just forced him to drive her while on shift. No, that's so fun. She was like, you're already going in that direction. Like, it's perfect. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, literally utilize your options. Yeah. You know, yeah, work smarter, not harder. Okay. But also, she's acting like this because you're giving her mixed signals, you big dumb idiot. Yeah, you bitch. Uh, Carl and Bonnie are sharing a beer in the kitchen and she asks if he's heard if she's uh, he asks if she's heard anything from her mom and she implies that she should probably move out and he's like this is my house too and I want you and your family to stick around and he gives her he gives her a necklace that he stole for her and she's afraid he's starting to fall in love with her she's like are you falling in love with me he's like what no she's like good don't and like it crushes him it crushes him he's like one person he actually like in likes and enjoys again shout out to lisa morales we get it is it is bare it is small but it is such good carl content in this episode um she freaks out and and she's like you know what uh me and my siblings have to have to go look for my mom we have to go look for my mom so she like gets all our siblings up and fucking leaves On the road with Fiona and Regina King, Fiona finds out that she was released for overcrowding. Nonviolent offenders are being let out after 10 to 20% time served. Okay, let's say it's 10%. Let's say she was in there for five days a Mm -hmm. week, maybe. Maybe it's been a week since Emily. Mm -hmm. So Svetlana waited a week to confront Mickey about Ian. True. Maybe Maybe. they got a week of being happy with each other. Yeah, and then, because like... It, to us, it just seems like a day because of just how the show's laid out. Because, like, yeah. we could never know unless, like, we, like, if we weren't kind of dissecting the time frame of when people are getting let out and when they're going places, like, it w- I, if I didn't know as much as I knew, I would have thought this was the next day from the last fucking episode. I always kind of assumed it was, but then I was yeah. doing these notes, was like, wait, that math doesn't Especially, make sense. Especially, like, with her being in jail. Like, regardless of overcrowding, I don't think they would even only, I don't think they would, like, be there for two days and then leave. Like, you would at least be there for, like, a while to get your footing, and, like, she already had, like, a job and a planted position at the facility, yeah. it seemed like, too. And they said 10 to 20% time served. So of 90 days, 10% is like a week, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like five, seven days. Yeah. All right. So Re- Regina asks, what sent you on your bender? And Fiona's like, I'm not a drug addict. And the editing in this part is really weird. It's it's less, it less looks like an artistic choice that they made and more looks like they didn't get enough shots cleanly of, of them saying the words they needed them to say. So they cut in weird moments of like a voiceover of Regina while we're staring at Regina not talking and a voiceover (laughs) of Fiona while we're looking out a bridge like it's just a weird it was a weird editing choice like there's ways you could do a shot like that with like the stills and then having them speak about what's gonna happen but it just seems so kind of like choppy that I was like okay like you guys could have just had this conversation it seemed like something they patched together because they didn't have enough shots of every moment. Like, so they let's, just figured let's, shit out. Let's just out. drive around for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Regina, we find out, is from the, her character. Again, I do not know her character's name. I'm just calling her Regina King because I know it's Regina King. Does Fiona even like like kind of like approach her by name? I don't even think I've heard Fiona say her name. Yeah, I'm sure she's listed with a character name. Uh, and it, maybe someone has said it, but it's Regina King. So... We find out her character is from the South Side, that her dad was also a drunk, 
And she points out that Fiona is a grown-ass adult now and needs to start taking responsibility for her own life. Let's say again, Fiona is supposed to be 23? 23 here? Yeah. Yeah, that is Zoe's age. That is no, my younger 20, sister's age. 24-ish, because I'm watching season 8 right now and they said she's 28. Okay, so 23, 24. Yeah. Okay. Her, okay, her... Regina King's uh, a character's name is Gail Johnson. Gail Johnson. Okay, so Regina King. Because we've just been uh, calling her <laughs> Regina King for every episode. <laughs> full name, full respect for her. Um, and she says, wherever you're from, whoever did you wrong, didn't do what they were supposed to do, wasn't being who they were supposed to be, it's just you now. No more excuses. Truth. Yeah, someone did need to lay that out for Fiona because she would have hid behind, I'm a Gallagher, her like entire life. I'm caring for my family. It's for my family. I'm like, homegirl, you got to think about yourself. Um, The song laying over this scene and the next Ian and Mickey scene is really, really good. I didn't know what it was, but Lena, of course, did. It is Milking the Moon by Early Day Miners. Thank you, Lena, with all the music. Uh, we're back in Mickey's room. Ian is still in bed. His eyes are open now, and he's just staring off into space like something is wrong. Something's, Something's off. Wrong. And we're like, we look at it like we are looking at Ian, and then over his shoulder, Mickey is in the doorframe. Mm-hmm. And Mickey comes in and says it's after five and throws the pillow at Ian and tries to get him to wake up. He's like, Ian, are you high right now? Which, fair question. Yeah. It's a fair. And Ian's like, just leave me alone. And Mickey's like, should I call the club? And Ian snaps at him and screams, just leave me alone. Oh. And like, I, I really thought it was a brilliant directing choice because even even after like Ian and Mickey stop talking, when Mickey goes to talk to Mandy, we stay there with Ian. We stay here looking at Ian and his face while Mandy and Mickey talk like he's not like, there. Yeah, because like you can, like it's almost like you're Ian just listening to them talk about you behind you and you're just like going through your own shit and you're just trapped there they're talking Mm -hmm. about you like you're not there and you're trapped there and there's nothing you can do because i don't does it focus in on them or are they just like blurry in the back they're blurry in the background yeah we're focused on him because like it is very they did a really good job at least in this episode of portraying that like he can't move it's not like he won't move Mm -hmm. he can't move he can't get up. He can't he can't function. He can't fucking do it. It's like a lead blanket is weighing on him. He can't like this just came crashing down on him. And they they ask what the fuck is wrong with him and it's really sad. Um Lena's just sad in all caps. <laughs> and now it's time for some unhinged behavior, just like wild swings in this oh, yeah. episode. Sheila is in the council tribunal giving her presentation on why she and Frank should get to keep the kids. And one woman in the tribunal is being really nice and friendly to her. But the elders are like, what the fuck? This woman coming in trying to take these kids. Mm-hmm. And they're all fighting. And Sheila is doing her best to like stay positive in her happy Sheila attitude. She's like, I can, I can answer any questions if you have them. Because they're talking <laughs> in like their native language. And so Sheila's just like. What what what? Are, she like leans over to one of the kids and she goes, "What are they talking about?" And he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> he, he he goes like, "I don't know. I take Spanish or something like yeah. that." It's like I don't speak that language. I don't know what you want from me. They take a vote and Sheila is told, "No, she can't have the kids." And then their their old ass great grandfather is going to take them instead. And she's like, "Why didn't you tell me you had a living grandfather?" And they went, "He doesn't have cable." <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, it doesn't have Wi-Fi or something like that. And the kids all leave, but the little sweet one gives mm-hmm. Sheila a hug and a little present on her way out. Oh, break it's your so heart. Sweet. Doesn't she, like, give her, like, a kiss on the cheek, too? Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Break your little heart. And she is thanked for the for caring for the children and offered $500 for her trouble. They're, they're like, like, um, they're like, would you like, uh, we can offer you $500 for Conspenson. Would you like cash or we can get you casino chips? <laughs> oh, God. And she is so stunned by like what just happened to her. She's like, uh, <laughs> and it just cuts away. We catch up with Fiona and Regina King pulling up to Golden House Restaurant, which will become Patsy's Pies. And also be, be under new management. <laughs> They literally never explain this. Lena never knows. do. We we found out that they're two different characters, right? Yeah, no, because what happened was they got Jeffrey Dean Morgan to do the finale of season four, and then he got cast in The Walking Dead. So originally, uh, homeboy Jeffrey Dean Morgan was supposed to be basically the character of Sean, but then yeah. he booked Walking Dead, and that ended up being... Because I think Negan originally was only supposed to be there for a season, but then he obviously way, did way better on the show than they are expecting, so then that became his shtick. And I really do enjoy... Um, I totally forget Sean's actor's name. Dermot Milroney or yeah, Dylan Dermot. McDermott, one of those. Der- Dermot is one of his names. <laughs> but yeah, I still, I really, really enjoy him uh, ending up playing the character. But it's just really funny because, like, the, like, take away the men themselves, they are the same person. Like, same, same get up, same vibes. Like, they are, they are the same character. They just were like, okay, I forgot. Oopsies, because I remember watching the show for the first time and being like, yo, so excited. I love Jeffrey D. Morgan, Supernatural, woo. And then the next episode, I was like, where did he go? (laughs) (laughs) You and I have two different reactions to Jeffrey D. Morgan. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Even when I rewatch Grey's Anatomy. I hate him in Supernatural, obviously, as any fucking conscious person would. But I think he's a handsome man, and I like seeing him on my screen. He's a handsome man. Even when he shows up in Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, oh, fuck you. Denny's Mm -hmm. a good guy, but oh, fuck you. (laughs) And then... I think you already said this, but, like, uh, Lena also commented being, like, they never explained uh, explained rebranded with new management, multiverse, forgot, hashtag scheduling (laughs) conflict. (laughs) The sign says Golden House Restaurant, but the inside of that building is fucking Patsy's Pies. Like, it's just Patsy's Pies. Is it the same building they continue to use, though, right? Same building. Same interior, at least. It's exactly the same inside. And Fiona gets her new ankle bracelet put on, and she, and Regina's like, you owe me $420 for the last one. Mm. And Fiona is led inside and told she works here now, and son of a bitch, John Winchester himself, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, comes with a scorpion tattoo on his neck, comes he walking got, out. He got the salt and pepper hair and beard, he got the glasses, he got the neck tattoo. I was like, yummy! I was so excited. He's a dilf. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put everything else aside. He's a dilf, and you're right about that. Uh, he introduces he, himself as Charlie. Charlie? His name's Charlie. He talks to Regina King. He he must take in a lot of her strays. Yeah, it seems like, because we, int- we get introduced to, like, another server or whatever, but it seems like he takes all, like, the people who, parolees who need a job. Yeah, and he's like, you're going to be making minimum wage plus tips, which for a waitress is a fuck ton more than usual. Yeah, I don't even make minimum wage as a server. Yeah, 
And he's told, if you come in drunk, you're fired. If you come in high, you're fired. And I'm calling your PO. And he tells her about a meeting. He's like, you got a meeting? You got an NA meeting, an AA meeting? I got one I go to. You can come with me. And then he grabs one of the girls on shift to give her her stuff and start her training. I like this character. I forget her name. Oh, Jackie. I love Jackie. Yeah, uh... Lena notes that it's a character that Fiona makes friends with us in season five who has a whole like OD ordeal. I don't remember that. And Jackie Uh, is correct. I I am correct. That is her name. And Regina King is a great PO because she's fixing the very biggest problem Fiona had last time, which she was released from prison and then she could not get a job. And that spiraled her to her breaking point again yeah so she's starting her off she's like all right here you go here's a job with a place that understands where you're coming from and the needs that you have here you go don't fuck this up and she like she had she needed that's like that's that's a whole conversation about the criminal justice system and that we leave people out to dry and that it's a cycle of mm-hmm. of you get out of jail and then no one will hire you because you were in jail so you end up back in jail then you get out of jail and no one will hire you and it's just a cycle and a cycle mm-hmm. And we see this in even later seasons with um, Frankie, uh, with how he's like, I want to go to jail because I have nowhere else to go. Like, it's the only place I can get any medical help. And, like, he was like, no one's going to fucking hire me. So he's like, I'm fucking going to go back to jail. Oh, you mean Mikey? Mikey. I said Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Oh, yeah. Frank and Frank. Why did I say? I think Frankie just because of M- Frank and Mikey. But yeah, yeah, I meant Mikey. And uh, Lena noted if only Fiona had asked her PO last time for help finding a job. Because mm-hmm. t- last time Fiona was too proud. And Regina. I, like, Reg- yep, I have a job interview today. Yeah. Regina would have given her this job the first time, I think. But Fiona's like, no, no, no. I got it. I'm good. I'm covered. I'm going to get an office job. And like. Because she was so in, de- in denial that she was an addict. Now you're humbled, girl. Uh, back at the house, Carl, Liam, and Debbie are watching TV, and Carl says Frank is out of the hospital, and he doesn't know where his girlfriend is. Oh. And he asks Debbie about her boyfriend, and she says, he's not my boyfriend, he's my friend until I'm 16, and then we can legally have consensual intercourse. No, Debbie! <laughs> that's what grooming is, Deb. That's, that, you just, that's grooming. Debbie, no. There's a knock on the door, and they rock, paper, scissor to see who answers, which is actually adorable. <laughs> and Carl loses. It's Mickey at the door. He's asking for lip, and he looks worried out of his fucking mind. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I think he's... No, there's an ego. He's like, uh, where's the older one? He goes, Fiona's in jail. And he's like, no, the lip, the no, other he one. Said, where's your, he said, where's your brother? Carl's uh, like, I thought he was with you. And he's like, no, not the fuck, the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't remember Lip's name. Like, he was so flustered. But before we get to why... Uh, Lip is at Amanda's sorority thing. They do a creepy cult-like chant. I've in heaven. It's so creepy. It's like so weird. It's dark and they have candles and they're all wearing like veils or like headpieces. <laughs> and like this is another weird editing moment. There's a lot of weird cuts here. They stop chanting. All the girls kiss their boys. Lip and Amanda have a moment. And the creepy part is over. Bye-bye. And Lena, who is in a college with sororities, says, not once have I ever heard of anything like that happening here. And she knows several girls in sororities with boyfriends they could have done this with. Well, maybe they don't tell you, Lena. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's a secret for a reason. Like my (laughs) friend's older sister was in a sorority and there were certain things she was like, yeah, no, I just can't tell you. And I was like, but I'm nosy. Tell me like the fuck. (laughs) Like I'm like, you think I'm going to go prowling on that campus and spilling all of your Alpha Dow to Pies secrets. No, dude. I live at home. Like, shut up. Tell I me. Saw, 
before we got on, I saw a TikTok. It was a girl. She was sitting in a Panera and there was like a couple in the booth next to her that were going through a divorce proceeding and they were like laying out all of their files and business oh and stuff. God. And she's like, I have my AirPods in and nothing is playing. I am simply eavesdropping. And the, <laughs> the top comment was, the thing about other people's business is I'm going to have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dude, that's me at work all the time. I love being a nosy bitch. <laughs> uh, so Mickey brings Debbie and Carl. Oh, God. Okay. We have to stop laughing now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Mickey brings Debbie and Carl into his house, and we see Ian laying in bed. And again, we stay with Ian on the bed, looking past him to everyone he loves at the door, worried out of their fucking minds. And Mickey looks like he's been hit again when Ian whispers, go away. Like, like he can't even say it. And Mickey looks over to Svet, who's just standing there holding Yiv. And he can't look her in the eye, but she, for her part, is not giving him any shit. Mm -hmm. She is equally worried. And Mickey's like, do you know what this is? And Debbie takes a minute and she's like, yeah. Yeah, we know what this is. <laughs> and then we go back to Lip and Amanda and her, her their friends. They go to a diner after the ceremony and their waitress is Mandy. Mm. Not wearing the stupid squirrel hat, just yeah. a just a waitress outfit. It's like a Waffle House with their like squirrel mascot or something like that. Yeah, she pours them coffee and tells them the special. And when she and Lip like lock eyes when she's flipping over coffee cups, she pretends she didn't see him. Mm -hmm. She just keeps on continuing with the specials. Yeah, and she gets up from the table, and he goes. He gets up from the table, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," and he goes to talk to her at the counter, and she's like, "Can I get you more coffee, sir? Tea, creamer." anything she just like do not fucking engage mm -hmm. do not engage with me and he's like you look great and she's like mm -hmm. nope can't i can't break not nope can't do it i like lena's comment though but like she's so right <laughs> what would read out her comment uh lena goes she looked uh like quoting like like she looks so great like motherfucker you saw her a week ago maybe only a few days and as we continue with this episode we like, how fucking long ago was this from, like, the last episode, the last two episodes? We yeah. don't know. And Lip goes back to his table and tells Amanda, she's like, did you know her? He's like, I thought, I thought I knew her from school. And he looks over and sees Mandy getting felt up by a customer, but does nothing to stop it. <laughs> Lita's comment, Lip, you flop. <laughs> <laughs> and back at the Gallagher house, Fiona is coming home. The house is dark and empty and cold, but to her surprise, it's clean the laundry is done. The fridge is full. Debbie's room is locked up and Lip's bed is empty. Okay, Liam is I will, sorry to cut you off. I will never forget Shameless with doing the sad walking home from prison empty house shots. Fuck you. Fuck you. Three, fuck you. Fuck you. Three times? We're doing it three times? Three times. Uh, Liam is asleep in bed and she goes over to him and kisses his little shoulder. And she tucks Carl's foot back into bed. And then she goes to her room and just kind of sits there on the edge of the bed. And like every, she, like the laundry was done. The house was clean. The, the, the fridge is full. Everyone was just kind of fine without her there. And mm -hmm. she doesn't really know how to process that. And then we have Lena's comment says, but one person isn't fine. Wait, but also did she not call anyone to tell them that she was out and i was like thinking i was like at this point i believe everyone has their own like cell like their own like cell phone at this point yeah you can't call anyone yeah you, you can't call tell anyone. anyone i feel like she would have at least texted lip i feel like of all people yeah or uh, v good. or v or fuck for fuck's sake like are you yeah. kidding me good point lena next morning we see that one dog that is like the recurring dog in shameless Just come over dog. 
and pee on the Gallagher fence. Mm-hmm. Lena said hashtag stock footage. <laughs> <laughs> they shot that dog one day and used oh, it for yeah. 10 years. They were like, guys, we're like 10 seconds out from runtime. Let's just shove something in. <laughs> uh, Debbie wakes up to her alarm and kisses her weird fucking shrine to Maddie she has on the back of her door. How'd she get that big photo of him? That's so weird. Right? creepy she hears a noise in the kitchen and she goes downstairs to see fiona cooking breakfast she has like a little apron on (laughs) they just kind of stare at each other and then debbie like starts crying and goes running into fiona's arms and they're crying debbie is like having a full body like sobbing Mm. breakdown that's one thing emma kenny can do is fucking cry she sure can cry and carl and liam come down and both run and join the hug it's so sweet carl looks so sad too yeah he looks so sad and it's like a dam broke. It's after a season of all of them sniping at each other and being angry and hateful with each other. They're just so fucking tired and happy mm-hmm. to see to see their sister again. Because, like, even though, like, we did talk about, like, two seconds ago, like, everyone's been fine or whatever. It's like, no, guys. No, they were doing what they had to because she wasn't there. And now that she's back, all of them are, like, crumbling because they're like, fuck, we missed you. We need you, actually. <laughs> yeah. And she tries, she's like, all right, everybody, we got to get ready for school. And then she sees their faces. She's like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. <sighs> okay, deep breath. And I want to say at the Woo! top, in case we forget in this in this whole avalanche of things, that Noel is fucking remarkable in mm-hmm. this scene. He's so good. The worry on his face, the panic and anger and fear in his eyes when he's getting this new scary information. It's exceptional. It is exceptional work. So we go to Mickey's house again. Nika and Svet are with Liam and Yiv in the living room. Kenyatta is in the dining room. Mandy and Debbie and Mickey are crowded by the door in the bedroom while Fiona is sitting on the bed trying to coax Ian into getting up. She's like, we can, we can go for a run. We can hang out. We can, like, yeah, she's, she's, like, wanted, she's, like, offering all the things, like, he likes to do. And it doesn't work. And eventually she gives up and they shut the door and, like, go out into the living room. And Mickey, she's like, how long has he been like that? She's like, since yesterday morning. I can't get him out of bed. And he, we can't, no matter what we do. And Mickey says, before this, she's like, what was he like? He's like, he was happy. He was dancing, staying up all hours of the night. He kicks my ass every day. I can't keep up with him. And Fiona says they need to get a hold of Lip and let him know. And she's talking to, to Debbie like they as a family need to solve this without with Mickey just kind of standing there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we need to get a hold of Lip. This is what we need to do. He's like, what? Hello? What the fuck is going yeah, on? I'm right here. I need to be in the now. Yeah. And she's like, it's depression. And he's like, he's depressed? We, we all get fucking depressed. How could you not live in here? And she's like, it's not that kind of depressed. She can't be sure, but she thinks this is bipolar disorder. And Mickey doesn't know what that is, but Mandy, Mandy chimes in. She's like, it's manic depression, Mick. Like, Mandy knows. Mandy was paying attention to Ian and his mom. And Fiona explains, it's like high highs followed by low lows over and over again. He may have to be hospitalized. And oh, Noel, the way you deliver this. What do you mean hospitalized? Like a fucking psych ward? No fucking way. No fucking way. He's staying here. And Fiona says he could be suicidal. And he's like, well, then we hide the knives until he perks up. I can take care of him. Let me take care of him until he's better. (laughs) And she's like, it could be weeks. It's mood swings. It's almost impossible to handle. Don't fucking tell me what's impossible. Oh, oh, that like 
that line hits me so hard every fucking time. Because don't you dare tell Mickey what's impossible, because that's what he just did. He accomplished the impossible. He came out, he showed who he really was in front of the man he's most afraid of, and he fucking survived. That was impossible. And he did it. And he was supposed to have Ian now. Like, they were supposed to be okay now. Mm -hmm. And now everything's fucked up. And Fiona is talking to him like he doesn't care. Yeah. Like, he will step aside and let them deal with this. And he's like, no, homeboy, I'm in it for for the ride now. He was like, you don't know what I sacrificed for this boy. He's not letting go. Yeah. He's like, we're taking care of him. You, me, us. He's fucking family. Like, and then I think that like kind of like hits with Fiona. And then she was like, all right, I, I guess we're dual doing this. Yeah. And through four seasons of like Mickey going to Juvie to protect himself twice and Ian running away to the army to get a to get away from their situation it's after three seasons of the two of them running away from each other this is for the first time one of them putting their foot down and going like, I'm not going anywhere I'm staying oh god I love it so much okay it's like he's not going to some fucking nut house he stays here he's staying with me it's like he doesn't know what he's signing up for mm -hmm. but He's like, no, I, I, he's my family. I'm, I'm staying here with him. I'm going to care for them. I don't care what happens. No one, this is no one else's responsibility. Yeah. Meanwhile, Carl is standing where Bonnie's family's van used to be parked, but it's gone. Uh, it's just like a couple shoes, some trash and like a jacket on the ground. And he asks some guy like that works at the grocery store. He's like, you see this van that used to be parked here? He's like, yeah, they left yesterday. I don't know. I don't know where they went. Oh, poor kid. And goodbye, Bonnie. And that's the last time we see Bonnie and her siblings. That's a wrap on Bonnie. Ugh. That's so sad. <laughs> it is really sad. Poor Carl got his heart smashed by that. Yeah. Fiona gets off a bus and joins Jeffrey Dean Morgan at her first uh, AANA meeting. Ugh, and then we have Lena. Ugh, TBH, if, they on if only Dermot hadn't replaced Jeffrey and they would have hooked up instead. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> so, so sexy. That the Walking Dead said, here's a better paycheck. And he went, all right. Here's smashing <laughs> skulls instead. Uh, so in the hospital, Sammy comes to visit and gets body blocked by the nurse on the way to Frank's room. And then and then uh, Sheila steps up. She's like, you're not going in there. And Sammy's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Because the nurse tells her she was like, um, so Mrs. Gallagher has said that you do not have visitation rights for Frank anymore. And she's like, <laughs> what? You mess with the bull, you get the fuck, you get an ass full of horns. She's so annoying. <laughs> she's so annoying. She tries to force her way into the room and Sheila fully fights her off and like security comes to get Sammy and try to pull her away. And while, while, while they're tussling out in the hallway and everyone's distracted, Carl comes into the room where Frank is sitting in a wheelchair. He's like, do you want to leave? Frank's like, yeah. And they just leave. He just like push, he, they just push him out and then they like run down the fucking hallway. And Chucky sees them go and waves goodbye. He just waves. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Sheila and Sammy run into the room and find it empty. And Chucky doesn't say shit. Mm -mm. Uh, Lip comes home and meets Fiona on the sidewalk and they download each other on the Ian situation. And she says she always worried it would be her. And she asks if alcoholism is genetic. And Lip says it's the nurture part of nature and nurture. 
And then Lena goes, the two al- alcoholics having this chat too, foreshadowing. 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 And Fiona and Lip getting along. It, it is really such a breath of fresh air. Just mm-hmm. like the Carl and Debbie hug earlier. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Everything's all right again. And they talk about what's going on with Lip and Amanda. And he's like, I don't know. She buys me shit. Hell and- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Fiona admits that all of her fuck-ups are on her. She's 23, she mm. says. And it can't be about how much Frank and Monica screwed them up anymore. Like, 23? 23. I'm That's 27. I'm, I'm sitting on the floor in the room that I live in in my parents' home. I'm 21. <laughs> like, ah. Uh, like, ah. And Lip's like, you're not perfect. None of us are. All is right in the world of the Gallagher eldest again. Uh, bat shit time. Sammy pulls her RV up to the vacant lot next to Sheila's house. And Sheila asks if Sammy has seen Frank. And Sheila's like, yeah, Debbie hasn't seen him either. Do you want, I made a roast. Do you want to come in for dinner? And they bury the hatchet. (laughs) And then we join Frank and Carl pulling up to the very spot where we opened this episode, a concrete stretch on Lake Michigan. This scene is insane. I have never cared about Frank, but I remember watching this scene like not too long ago and I cried. It's like a beautiful scene, even though it's fucked. (laughs) The first time I watched it live, I was so annoyed with how long it was <laughs> because of everything that had been left unresolved with yeah. me. And I was like, why are we spending yeah, no, five un- minutes here? Yeah, unnecessary amount of time, but I thought it's still a very beautiful shot. Watching it this time, I understand. Uh, watching it the first time, I was like, why the fuck are we wasting all this time? Frank gets up out of the wheelchair and takes a bottle of whiskey that Carl hands him and holds the bottle up to the sky and takes a sip And do you remember early in the season, he would take a sip of alcohol and he would cough up blood? Mm -hmm. He takes a sip and for the first time all season, he can keep it down. And he smiles and takes another sip and he's like yelling to the sky, yelling to God. That's all you got? That's it? And he screams, I'm still here. Frank Gallagher, I'm alive. You see me standing here? You lost, asshole. And he hands the bottle to Carl and Carl takes a sip. And Frank, <laughs> it's a it's a nice moment of Carl and Frank. Uh, Carl and Frank had great moments in this season. This was a really good season for them. Mm-hmm. And the song played over this scene is "The Cold" by Exit Music. Slay, <laughs> Lena's comment. <laughs> and then we get an after credit scene that no one, no one in the cast knew was happening when it aired. They were all live. Do you remember during the season five finale, they were all live tweeting. And then during the scene that got rewritten with Mm -hmm. Mickey, they all shut the fuck up. So when they were live tweeting this episode, did you watch it live? No, I didn't join Shameless until they were on season nine. So they were all live tweeting this episode and they're like, oh my God, that was beautiful. What an amazing season finale. What the fuck is this? What do you mean there's another scene? What What are you talking about? None of them knew except for the people that were shooting the scene. They, like they all lost their fucking minds when this happened. The show creators, the people who shot the scene are the only ones who knew that the scene happened because a car pulls up to the Gallagher house and a woman asks a man, are you going to go in? Is this the right house? Jack. And he turns his head and it's Jimmy Steve, Jimmy the man Steve. we thought to be dead. We the, all, the whole cast had assumed he was dead, too. They're like, I guess Jimmy Steve's yeah. dead. Now it's Jimmy Steve Jack and he's here. And what Justin up, Chatwin, up. Justin Chatwin, the woman in the car and the people present when the scene were shot were the only people that knew that that was in the fucking episode. 
and that's a finale episode too. So they knew the the big like drop of the season, yeah. and then Lena goes nah because they have would have had to know that they were renewed to put that in. Yeah, no, they definitely knew they were renewed for season five. But like, it was so funny. The whole cast was like, the episode ended, the credits started. They're like, thanks so much for joining us for season four. What the fuck? What? What? What's going on? <laughs> that's so fun. I love that. And she's like, are you gonna go inside? The woman says to Jimmy Steve, he's like, no, not tonight. And we fade back to credits and that's the end of season four, baby. Mm. Hell yeah. We did it. We finally finished season four. (laughs) I feel like that took so long. I feel like season four took two years. Yeah, no, it literally took us like four months. Oops. Uh, How did you feel about this episode? I love that episode. It's great. It, like, it just ties everything together and, like, it starts a lot of big plot lines that are going to be very, very present in, like, the remaining of the show. Like, Patsy's Pies, Ian's whole diagnosis, um, not diagnosis, just Ian's whole, uh, mental stuff going on. Um, trying to think what else, especially Fiona with, like, just Patsy's mostly. Patsy's and Ian are probably, like, the main prominent things that are going to be consistent throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. I, I, like I said, this this episode feels like an epilogue. It feels like mm-hmm. a, you finish the book and then there's that little bit at the end and you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, all the right. Where are cool. they now? <laughs> yeah, like it wraps things up, but it also like sets you up for more. Like that, the after credit scene, I freaked out. Yeah. I was watching it live like, too. I lost my mind. The cast lost their mind. My roommates <laughs> in college heard me scream <laughs> at the top of my fucking lungs. Like even <laughs> taking out like the the end credit scene like that's such a juicy episode and then for them this to be like haha like that's a great episode right there that is a yeah. good episode yeah and like for each individual character i hated every single moment of debbie's storyline in this season oh yeah annoying as um, hell always what fiona went through was so powerful and so good um frank this season made me care about frank in a way i've never cared about frank before mm-hmm. Carl, I care. I cared so much about so Carl much in this about season. That boy. And like they what? actually gave us stuff about him and a personality instead of just being a pyro and a fucking crazy child. Lisa Morales had some kind of magic in her in her little fingers there, writing on this season because but she had she... like a young son and was like, "Let me actually give a kid a personality." Yeah. She made me care about characters in a way that John Wells never does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not giving him any credit. I know he technically wrote this episode. I'm not giving him any <laughs> fucking credit. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. He gets enough credit. And then this is setting up for Noel and Cam to give us remarkable performances juicy, in this juicy. bipolar storyline. Juicy, juicy. And is really good. Season four is season Top four tier. is my favorite of the series. Season five is, I think season four and season five are equally up there, except for that flop at the end of season oh, yeah. five. Like, oh, yeah. they, they, when I think of Shameless, I'm like, oh, yeah, seasons four and five. Mm-hmm. Seasons oh. four and five are the fucking ones. Whenever I'm like, oh, what, I need, I want to watch Shameless. What season should I watch? Uh, season four or five? Yep. That's, those are the ones. And I'm, I'm excited to get into season five. I'm so excited to get into season five. I think before we start season five, I might, because I wrote my paper about the characterization of Mickey Milkovich Ooh, right at the end of season four. four. You should do an episode. I might record me just reading my paper and I might post it to here and my skip to the gay parts feed. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah. That'd be really sick. I think that you should definitely do that. I think I'm going to do that. So I think you guys might get a little treat of me doing that. Uh, That'll especially give us a little bit more time Mm -hmm. to start season five. (laughs) Because I could just be me on a day off recording that. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited now. We miss Lena, but thank you so much for all of your comments on the notes, Lena. We miss you. Yes, we miss you. You always have such great input. (laughs) Thank you for knowing the music. I did not know. Uh, You are so much smarter than me with that. She always comes in clutch with the music. And thank you for putting up with me for uh, 45 minutes of the worst fucking technical difficulties I've ever had in my life. I was vibing. (laughs) I was hanging out. I was having a good time regardless. And everybody, we'll be back for season five, you know, at some point. At some point, uh, we'll be there. We're, we're coming back. Just know that. You'll we'll yeah, see we us. Yeah, we post regularly enough. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, shit happens. Life happens. I but feel like whenever we get to, when we start a season, it's a good, solid week where we just speed run it. And then we have life. And then the, the later half gets a little bit detoured. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're going to get through it because, oh, my God. Get episodes eventually <laughs> 506 506 i'm so fucking excited Juicy. for um and then we can just like pretend that the end scene and the end of season five i'm like dreading it uh because we're going into the last season that i've seen oh yeah besides 10 and 11 we get to witness amanda watching some seasons for the very fucking first time six seven and six seven eight nine i've only ever seen the mickey scenes <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it is not as eventful without him, but I will say those seasons are still entertaining as hell. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be a different shift in how I approach mm-hmm. how this. How you p- perceive this damn show. <laughs> yeah. But until then, let's get out of here. Let's stop this recording. I think that was a nice, tidy, little over an hour of us recording yeah, there. I agree. And we're going to stop it, and hopefully everything saves well, and we never have to record sure this again. I hope so. <laughs> uh, love you all. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to buy a t-shirt from us, you can link to our Ko-Fi, or our uh, Bonfire. It is the link in all of our show notes, or in, and in all of our um, bios of everything in our link tree. And you can find us on Instagram at luckwehadpod. You can find us on Twitter at luckwehadpod. If you just want us to email you those links, email us luckwehadpod at gmail.com. And you can follow me at abnormalamanda at abnormal on Twitter, at abnormalamanda18 on Instagram, or at abnormalamanda underscore 18 on TikTok. Where can they find you, Evan? You can find me on Instagram at iamok4000. You can find me on TikTok at unevent. Or you can find me on Twitter at uh, internetlifeyo. And also, we might be coming out with iridescent uh, Luck We Had stickers. So if anyone wants a gay, iridescent-looking rainbow Luck We Had sticker, uh, keep a peep on the Instagram. And everybody follow Lena. Her Twitter is Holmvik, but the L, but the I is an L? I think. No. (laughs) D-E-R-S-H-O-L-M-V-I-K. Follow Lena on Twitter. Her Twitter is fire. Um, and her Instagram is also linked in our show notes. And I apologize, Lena. I forget it's, it off the top of my head. It's Kojak with two K's, I believe. Yeah. C-O-J-A-C-K-K. That's it. That's her Instagram. <laughs> Follow Lena and she will be back with us for season five. And until we get to season five. We bid you adieu. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.